the professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Con, for that wonderful introduction, as always. Hey, I am your tech guy, communicator, practical diplomat, and purveyor of principles and wisdom to share with you and yours around the world. So I thank you for being part of a, just another great conversation that we're going to have here for the next few minutes. And as always, welcome our listeners from different parts of the world that get to hear the show from Australia to Brazil to Italy to UK to Canada and parts of the U.S. and around the world. We appreciate you taking the time to download, share with a friend, and tune in and be a part of our thought process and conversation. And I love doing these shows because the purpose that I do this is to impart whatever wisdom, experience, education, principles, insights that I can pass to you that becomes a seed or a foundation or truth in your life that helps you get the game moving forward and find, follow, and finish the race that we're all running in life. Today, I thought I'd talk about something very interesting and I believe key to your winning in life, succeeding in life, and victory in life, and that is habits. Right, I get a lot of people talk to me about their success and their routine and their processes and how they do different things. And a lot of it revolves around habits. What kind of habits do you have? As I was driving in today to do the show, I was intending on taking a different route off of the freeway. But because I take a certain route every single day, my brain automatically kept me on that route because I was on the phone having a different conversation and not paying attention. And so I looked up and I was on the freeway that I would normally take. That's habit. Because I wasn't planning on doing that. I didn't think about doing that. But there was something automatic in me that made me do that. That's how we live. Because there's a portion of us that controls our choices and decisions. There's another portion of us that does not control it. It's on automatic. So we're going to talk about habits and how to identify habits and, and what those habits will become. Uh, I have a word I call chain. And I'm going to explain to you what that means. When a habit becomes a chain to you, that becomes a problem. We're going to also give you some insights on how to break the chain. Right. How to get free. Right. Because you can't be the best version of yourself if you're chained to something you don't want to be chained to. If you're led in directions you don't want to go and places you don't want to be and things you don't want to do, then there is no way you can be the best version of yourself. And isn't that the goal? I want to be the best version of myself. I want mama to be proud, papa to be proud, friends to be proud. I want to make the impact that I believe that I was put on the earth to do. But your habits 
can help you or your habits can betray you. All right, let's talk about the definition of what a habit is. Let's start with the foundation, right? If you're going to build a house, you're going to build a life. It all starts with ABCs. Remember the song ABC, one, two, three, you and me, right? That's the foundation of our vocabulary starts with those simple numbers and alphabets. So we're going to start with a simple definition of what is a habit, right? So a Google definition of a habit is, is a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. So a habit is something that we have practiced and we have done, and now we can't give it up. Now you can't quit it because now it's become a habit, right? So some people have, I call mile habits. I got one, coffee, right? That's a habit, right? You can bet that somewhere between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m., you will find me at a local barista stand coffee house getting my favorite cup of joe, right? That's a habit. I do it automatically, right? That's part of my schedule. When I get up in the morning at 6 o'clock, I'm thinking by 8, I got to have my habit, right? So those are not bad habits. If if you love hot pot donuts, which is big in our area, hey, some people got to have it. They got to have their donuts, they got to have their sweet fix, right? Junk food, right? Their people love junk food. The junkier, the better. You know, that's how you get junk in your trunk from the junk food, right? So those are habits, but those are not habits that will destroy our life. They could have an impact. Certainly, if you drink too much coffee, eat too much junk food, those things can have an impact on you. Being late. I know people have a chronic habit of being late, if you tell them the meeting starts at one o'clock, they habitually arrive at 115 and 120 and 130 and 145. And they always have an excuse of why they are late. It's their habit, right? Yeah, that one is a little bit more problematic than the previous. Why? Because that is impacting other people's time. Right. So now you're impacting other people's time. But that's not the purpose of our conversation. I just want to give you what I call mild habits. I call them white lie habits because they don't really affect things as much as the next set of habits I'm going to describe to you. Right. There are different type of habits that will affect your life. Smoking. If you smoke enough in your life, you can affect your life and you're going to affect other people's lives who care about you. I grew up with a mom that smoked. And so at 14, I made the bold decision that I would not buy her cigarettes anymore because I didn't want to contribute to what I thought was a bad habit for her. So I refused. So I wouldn't buy her the Virginia Slims back in the day. Anybody old enough listen, listen to the show know about what Virginia Slims are, right? That's what her, that was her favorite habit. She smoked them by the pound, right? That affects your life, right? Drinking, right? Who doesn't have an alcoholic relative or friend in their life? They got a habit. Friday night, they're going to be drinking, right? And they drink too much. I'm not talking about having a beer or wine. I'm talking about serious drinking. I had a grandfather who was a serious drinker, okay? He started at six and he was drunk by nine. That's a habit. You know why? Because that affected not only his health, but it also affected the atmosphere 
of his environment and his family because what he would do with his habit when he got intoxicated, right? We all know that. People who do drugs. Right now, we're dealing with a new problem in the area I'm broadcasting this show from. It's called meth, methamphetamines. They are back, and they are creating habits in people's lives that's destroying them. So we're talking about a whole different level of a habit than a donut. We're talking about a whole different level than, you know, being late to a meeting. We're talking about something that can take your life. We're talking about a habit that can destroy your future. That's what we have to come to grips with. We can't just say, oh, that's harmless or that doesn't matter. Well, sure, it's harmless till it's not, right? If I disregard my doctor's advice about what I should do about my health, it's harmless until I got to call 911, until I'm in cardiac arrest, or until something has reached so bad that surgery now is the only option to deal with it. Now it's not harmless, right? Now I got to go through the surgery, the recovery, uh, I got to depend on the healthcare system and professionals. That can be a problem in our culture, right? So, but it was all because I didn't deal with a habit. I had something that was impacting me and I just chose to ignore it. If I decide that I'm not going to deal with my legal stuff, right? I don't care about the court. I don't care about child support. I don't care about paying the taxes. I'm just not going to deal with it. I'm not going to deal with the responsibilities. And my habit is to ignore it. My habit is to kick it down the street, right? Until officials and law enforcement show up because they're going to force you to deal with it. You no longer have the habit of ignoring. I know people just, their habit is to ignore and they are masters at ignoring. They ignore responsibilities. They ignore phone calls. They ignore different things. That habit is destructive. It becomes toxic. So we're talking about two levels of habit that impacts you being the best version of who you are called to be, right? And then we have to really determine how I got the habits in the first place, right? Because habits come from all different directions. And quite frankly, most of our habits start when we're young. It starts when we're innocent or it starts in an innocent place, right? I just had one little toke, right? 12, 13, 14, tried a little puff of cigarette, hated it, right? But then I did it a couple times and all of a sudden I like it. 15 years later, I'm a chain smoker, right? Could have been peer pressure. Peer pressure forced me to take the first drink. I hated it, didn't want to do it, but I needed to be cool. I needed to be accepted. And now I'm a full-fledged alcoholic, right? Now, some of it's DNA, some of it's genetic. I'm getting that. That's not the purpose of our conversation today. I'm talking about the habits you can control. I'm talking about the choices that you made. You decided you wanted to own that house, own those cars, own that business. So you took on the debt. And now the debt is eating you alive, right? Now you're in trouble, right? Now you got to go to bankruptcy, right? Now you got to impact not only your life, but your family's life and people around you because of my habit, right? And so we all have habits. And so we just have to be honest about that. I get to manage people every day and I can tell who has the good habits or who has the bad habits, right? People have a habit of just depending on other people. They won't think for themselves, 
They just have a habit of picking up that phone or Google machine or calling you. They just don't want to think for themselves. That's your habit. And if you don't help people break that habit, they'll continue to, to make you the fruit of their habit. And they'll get in, please, can you just one more time? Please, can you give me one more dollar? Please, can you take me one more place? Please. But that's their habit. You think in your mind it's one time because it's not your habit, but really it's their habit. They have a habit of using other people. That's their habit because they don't want to. They It's like trying to go to the gym and get swollen without the pain, right? People get habits of avoiding the pain. I don't want to wait. I want to get mine now. So I've figured out a habit that lets me take a shortcut, right? I want to get rich and I don't want to wait 20 years. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to figure out a habit how to cheat, steal, and get myself around. So we're all creatures of some sort of habit, both good, both bad, and the ugly. So we're going to talk about how you deal with those habits and then what creates a chain. So we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're just going to give you some insights that I believe that's going to be super impactful and maybe something you've never thought about in terms of, What's a habit? How does it create a chain? And then how do I break that? Hey, you're listening to Lewis Howard Live, coming to you worldwide and helping you be the best version of yourself. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. Hey, this is Lewis Howard, and you are tuned in to Lewis Howard Live, helping you be the best version of yourself, your tech promoter, your principal diplomat of information to help you be all the best you can be. Today, we're talking about habits, and we've decided that a habit is a subtle or regular tendency that someone practices that they cannot easily break. And we talked about the level of habits if you're just joining the conversation that you can get in. I call them from mild to wild, right? We have mild habits that don't impact us. And certainly we have positive habits. If you get up every day and you go work out and you exercise, you eat right, and uh, you don't drink, smoke, or chew or hang out those who do, you got some good habits, right? But not all of us live that way. Some of us have become strongholds to some habits that are doing some destructive things to our lives, especially those of us who want to have success for our family, our future, and our finances, we got to find ways to both identify the habit and then once I identify the habit, break the habit. And it takes some time to break the habit. So we want to continue to talk about our daily decisions in terms of how we overcome habits, right? It becomes a chain in your life, right? So a habit in and of itself uh, is bad, but that it's also part of links. You know, there used to be a song by Aretha Franklin, and some of the words went, I'm just a link in your chain, right? Chain of Fools, that, that was the name of the song, right? So that was the song. And it talked about links. Uh, we have links in our life that becomes a chain, 
right? You have family, friends, relationships, choices, habits. Those things are links. We're linked, right? We like to say that in our social media. We're all linked together, right? Well, that's good and both bad, depending on what I'm linked to. Because if I'm linked to bad habits and bad people and bad things, that's not a good link. I need to break that link. I need to disconnect from that link. So let's talk about the fundamentals of how you create a chain, right? And so the acronym begins with choice. That's the first piece to the chain. I have to start with choices. We'll talk about that. And then the habits, that's the H. And then automatic becomes an automatic subconscious reaction to do the thing, right? Then thirdly, I, identity, becomes part of your identity, right? People describe you as that, right? And that now is a part of who you are. And then lastly, where it really binds you is when it becomes part of your nature. When you hear people say, well, that's just who I am. That's just the way I am. That's just what I do. I do what I do. What they're telling you is that behavior now is part of my nature. It's what my con my construct is now. And that means I got to change. And let me tell you, the hardest thing to break is something that's of somebody's nature. You can break a choice. I can break a habit. But when something becomes part of somebody's nature, that's like going out your door and trying to just cut down a 25-year-old tree with a carving knife. That's probably not going to get you very far. You're going to need a chainsaw, gas-powered, steel-type to take that tree down at that point. Now, if that tree was a seedling, I could go and pull the thing out of the ground. But once that tree becomes full-fledged and grown, you're not going to go out there and just take that tree up, right? That's what nature is. Nature is whatever is rooted now in your life. So if you have had habits and over a long period of time, uh, they're not rooted in your life. You're not just going to get those out in one session, right? We are part of an anxiety culture. We are so anxiety right now. We have so much stress right now. And some of it has to do with habits and behaviors that are now part of our life. And some of it has to do with other people. But mainly it's because we're not in control, right? That tree is now controlling us because I got to feed it. I got to water it. I had the addiction, but now the addiction's got me because the addiction's telling me to feed it. Go steal from me. Go lie from me. Go work for me. Go do whatever you need to do to feed me so that I can be satisfied, right? So the, the, the chain begins with choices, right? One of the things that I had to realize in my younger life when I was continuing to have problems and I found myself in legal situations, I found myself without friends, I found myself doing things that really were destructive to my future uh, and my path is I realized at some point First of all, I came from bad stock, right? I, I came from a very dysfunctional background, and a lot of my choices was learned from that background. But at a certain point, I had to take ownership of my choices. I couldn't keep blaming my mother, my father, or lack thereof, or how I was up abroad, or grandmother, the government, uh, people, skin color, background. At some point, I had to own it, right? There's a new term in our culture called own it, and so what that means is you own your decisions. I own it, right? So when I start to own my choices, 
that gave me the right to start making new choices. And the minute I start making new choices, it started to free me from the chains and the, and the bondages and the strongholds or things that I had gotten myself in, right? Uh, let's put it down. I didn't have to keep going to court and jail, right? Because I made new choices. I didn't have to keep waking up with hangovers because I made new choices, right? And that new choice helped me sort of break the chain. So really it does begin with choice. And I hate to say it that our children are the most vulnerable to this because it starts early. It starts at three, four, five, six, the choices that we are teaching them to make, right? The choices about relationships, the choices about money. Um, we're, we're teaching them at an early age about what choices to make, and that becomes their foundation. So the chain begins with choices. If I want to break the chain, I got to make new choices, right? Number two, the habit. We've already talked about that. It's something that now has gotten a hold of me and I can't quit smoking. I can't quit drinking. I can't keep eating wrong. I can't keep not working out, right? I can't keep sleeping in. I can't keep being late. I can't keep having road rage, right? One of the biggest problems in our area is road rage. People get up with the habit of getting upset, right? So that's a habit. You got to change that. You're a grown man. You're getting out of your car with a Louisville slugger want to take on another grown man. What do you think that's going to end up as? But you got a habit of confronting people. You got a habit of being angry, right? You got to deal with that because that habit is going to hurt you and it's going to hurt somebody else, right? So I got to break those habits, right? Here's where I'm most concerned about is when you get to automatic. And let's talk about what automatic is. Automatic is what you do when you don't think about what you're doing. It's what I described at the outset of this program where I was driving and I automatically took a freeway that I went through every day, right? When something becomes automatic, you will say things automatically. You will do things automatically. Because at that point, your conscious part of you, the thinker, is not controlling that anymore. The reason is because of the first two things I talked about. You've made choices that have become habits and now they're automatic. You automatically cuss people out, right? You automatically lie, right? If you're pressed, you're going to lie. It's automatic. You automatically cheat, right? You know, women don't call men dogs for bad reason because you automatically do things and then you say, well, that's just the way I am. Well, it is and it's not, which means you can change. We're not like the animal kingdom. A dog is programmed to be a dog. A cat's programmed to be a cat. They're not going to change that. It's going to be the way it is. As human beings, we live at a higher level. I swear we're treating our pets at a higher level than we're treating human beings right now, right? We got to realize as a human being, I can change the way I think. I can change the way I eat and what I do, right? Animal kingdom can't do that. They are programmed with certain habits that they're just not going to change. But as a human being, we should not be living at that level. We should be able to say, you know what? I got this habit. It sucks that I have this, but I can change. You know, a year and a half ago, I had to change some new habits to get automatic about my health because I was heading in a direction that wasn't going to be good in 10 or 15, 20 years. So I had to do some things that became automatic, exercising, eating at certain times of the day, not eating at certain times of the day. That was hard at first, but you know what? After a while, it became automatic. What are you doing in your life? that you need to change to make something good automatic. Automatically getting up and working out. 
automatically saving and investing for your future? What are you not doing that should be automatic, right? We're so bad in our culture right now. We can't even give somebody a compliment. It's not automatic to tell somebody they did a good job. It's not automatic to say, thank you, please, and excuse me. It's automatic to say, get out of my way, move. Why are you in my way, right? That's automatic. That's not the habit that we ought to have toward each other. I was ready to say, excuse me, please, and thank you. That should be automatic, right? Opening the door for somebody and not trying to run in in front of them ought to be automatic, right? Saving and investing for your future instead of spending every dime you got, which we're going to talk about in another show uh, about your IQ, ought to be automatic. Then last, the next piece of that is it becomes part of your identity, right? And that's really getting into a dangerous level when a habit becomes part of your identity. How do people describe you? What do they say that you are? Whom do they say that you are? Because it's become a part of your identity. If people call you a loser, because that's become part of your identity. Struggler, because that's become part of your identity. Liar, because that's become part of your identity, right? Winner, right? Because that's become part of our identity. What do we think when we hear the name LeBron? What do we think? Winner. We think winner, right? We hear Tiger Woods. What do I immediately think? Winner. I don't think loser, struggler, barely get by guy, poor that's in section eight, on section eight. I think winner, right? That's his identity. What's your identity? When people see you, what do they think that you are? What do they perceive that you are? I know we have this term, don't judge me, right? And that is a defense mechanism to keep people from calling out your identity, but who do we say that we are? And sometimes judgments are wrong because sometimes we can be wrong about what we perceive a person is. But you have to be careful that whatever my choices and habits and I do automatically becomes part of my identity. And then lastly, becomes part of my nature. It's what I'm going to do when I'm not thinking about it. It's what I'm going to do no matter what opportunity you give me. With me, if you give me an opportunity, I'm going to turn it excellent. That is part of my nature. Excellence is part of my nature. I can't stand being in a mess for a long periods of time. I can take it temporarily, but it's got to change because my nature is I like things clean, organized and structured around me. That's my nature. So I'm not going to be comfortable in a place that's permanently messy and smelly and bad. I'm not going to like that. So you put me anywhere in about six months, it's going to be cool, clean and, and nice to live in. Right. So what's your nature? Right. So as a human being, you've got to talk about what my nature and be honest with yourself. Right. So we're talking about when you create a chain. And now when I have this chain, this chain leads me around. It tells me where to go. It tells me what I'm going to do. No matter what I want to do, if I want to save money, that chain tells me to spend the money. If I want to stop smoking, the chain says smoke. That's why we call them what? Chain smokers. Because they do one after another, one after another, one after another. We ought to call them drink, drink chains, right? Because people drink one after another, one after another, eat one another. Whatever it is, right, becomes a chain. And we have to be find a way to break that. All right. In a few minutes we've got uh, remaining here, I want to just give you what I believe is some takeaways that can help you address 
breaking the chains in your life. The good news is if you're chained to anything, I am a firsthand witness that you can break just about any chain, right? You know, the grace of God can help you break any chain. Your faith can help you break any change. Resources can help you break any chain. So if you're listening to me and you're stuck and you go, man, it's talking about me. I feel bad. I feel condemned. Hey, the good news is you can break the chain. You can break the cycle of poverty. You can break the cycle of struggle. You can break the cycle of losing. You can break the chain. But let me tell you, it takes some work. So number one, you have to reset your life. How do I reset my life? I have to assess my life, right? I have to stop and realize where I am in my life and it's time to reset, right? I have to say, okay, I, I got to reset because I'm going down. This didn't work out. I got angry about this. I'm frustrated about this or I keep doing this. I need to reset, right? Uh, my chef friends, when they get into a mess in a kitchen and everything looks like it's getting out of control, what they will tell their team is, hey guys, stop, let's reset. That means to stop what you're doing, clean up everything, get everything back in order, and then move forward. The challenge with us is we don't stop. We just keep piling layer on top of layer on top of layer on top of layer, and we don't stop and say, hey, let's clean up something and reset, right? How do you reset? Number one, you got to be honest with yourself. If you keep lying to yourself about your habits, about your chains, you're never going to change. If you keep blaming other people about your habits and your chains, you're never going to change. It's just not going to happen. You got to be honest with yourself. In the recovery program, they say admission is the first step to recovery. What am I willing to admit about myself that will help me uncover? Here's a little secret. Whatever you keep quiet and you keep hidden, even though other people don't know about it, you know about it and it's keeping you chained. Your little secret habits that nobody knows about is keeping you on lockdown, right? The things that you do that you think you are getting away with are keeping you on lockdown. So you got to, first of all, be honest with yourself, not with your spouse, not with your children, not with your friends or coworkers. I got to start with me, right? You can't be your own solution. This is an important one. I can't tell you the number of people that get themselves in a problem and then they try to be their own counsel to get out of the problem. Okay, that doesn't work. If you are the cause of the problem, you can't be the solution to the problem, right? If you're in a relationship or a marriage and you cause the problem, you can't turn around and be the solution to that problem. You're going to have to need some help outside of that. Right. So if I am in a rut and I'm in a chain and I've gotten there through my own choices, my habits, my automatic, my identity and my nature, I'm not going to be able to get myself out. I'm going to have to have some help. Right. I'm going to have to go to some resources and help me get out of here, whether that's financially, relationally, counseling, whatever it is. I've got to look to somebody else to be help. Pride will keep you from raising your hand. And then you stay stuck, right? You have to make that decision that, hey, I created this. I made a mess. I need some help, right? I started making this dish. It's turned off badly. Let me Google some help. Let me call a chef to help me finish off this dish instead of continuing to make a, a mess and forcing everybody else to enjoy it, 
right? So I can't be my own solution to my own problems, especially if I'm the contributing cause to the problem, right? Get help outside your sphere of influence, especially if you are a leader listening to me, a boss listening to me. If you need help, you need to get outside of your your sphere. Because if you're a leader, people are not going to tell you what they need to tell you. They're not going to be honest with you, right? You need to go to somebody that don't know you, that's not emotionally attached to you, that don't get a check from you, that don't have a payoff from being around you and ask them and they'll be honest with you because they don't have any skin in the game with you. They're not afraid of you. They're not intimidated by you. It's amazing how we intimidate people that are in relationships with us that they we can't even be honest with one another because we're intimidated about losing the friendship or losing the relationship. There are wives that can't be honest with their husband because the husband is going to freak out and yell at them, right? And there are husbands that can't be honest with their wives because they're going to trip out on them, right? So if I got a friend and I can't be honest with my friend, and how much of a friend is it really, especially when I know that they are destroying themselves, that I see them doing something that's destructive, but I'm intimidated to say something, right? So if I need real help, most of the time I got to go outside of my immediate sphere and get somebody that doesn't help me. I mean, that doesn't know me, right? So if you just join us late in the conversation, we're talking about habits that become chains that become strongholds. And we're talking about some ways to think about how to break them, right? Redirect to new choice. I talked about this earlier. The way to break an old choice is take on a new choice, right? If you've been bad at saving money, start today to make a new choice to save money. If you've been bad at exercise, start today making a new choice about exercise. If you've been bad about getting up, looking for that job, seeking that opportunity, getting off of, of care you don't want to be on, then make a new choice today. Doesn't matter. Don't measure yourself. Don't judge yourself whether you, you fall. You may have to fall several times, but keep working on making new choices. And lastly, it just takes time, right? We live in a heated and eat it generation, right? I grew up in a time where grandmothers start cooking at about six, seven in the morning, and then you didn't eat till three or four o'clock at night, right? And so, you had to wait until the meal was done. And so in the culture that we're in, everybody wants things quickly. They want things fast and it takes time. So if you're going to change and make things differently, you've got to wait to it takes effect. So hopefully I gave you something today that is insightful for you, that helps you make a difference and, uh, we want to continue to have these conversations. Hey, hit us up. You can hit me up at Lewis at LHoward360.com or you can go to Lewis Howard Live and get a hold of us. And we appreciate you being part of the conversation. Hey, to help you be the best version of you can be. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you on another edition of Lewis Howard Live. The mission of the Millionaire Club Charity is to provide jobs and support services to those in need in the Puget Sound region. Since 1921, the Millionaire Club Charity has operated a supportive employment program that specializes in helping people who are experiencing homelessness or other barriers to employment. Temporary Staffing Solutions connects men and women with employment opportunities to over 1,100 businesses and residences in the greater Seattle area. The Millionaire Club also addresses the housing needs of its workers through transitional housing. To learn more and to get involved, go to millionaireclub.org or call 206 728 jobs.